Hi, I'm Kate Vlasic. And I'm Lauren Hunter. And welcome to our new podcast, Generation BSC. Hooray! Yay! Um, So this is our introduction episode where we're going to tell you a little bit about ourselves and what our plans for the Generation BSC podcast are. Perfect. Um, So I thought we'd dive in by introducing ourselves to you. Awesome. Cool. (laughs) So as we mentioned before, I'm Lauren. And I'm Kate. And we have been best friends for, we realized today, close to 20 years, which is... um, We're old. We're old, basically. I mean, we're not old for this earth, but like it feels like we're old because we've known each other for like half our lives. (laughs) And we realized, one of the reasons we wanted to do this podcast is because we realized that girls today aren't as familiar with the Babysitter's Club as they once were. Very true. Um, But we we met um, my first weekend of college. Um, I didn't know anyone. I was a newbie freshman and walked into a play practice, nervous. It was all cool older kids. And there was this... Yes, we were very, very cool, (laughs) obviously. (laughs) Theater kids are cool. What are you talking about? Um, But I walked in and there was this girl with really cool hair and a Nalgene water bottle that had an American Hi-Fi sticker on there. And I was like, oh, I love them. And that is, they say... Is it? The rest is history. <laughs> Pretty much. I guess. Yeah. And it was, we both got cast in Bat Boy the Musical, and you basically moved into our house, and you didn't leave, and we've been best friends ever since. <laughs> um, fun story, the way I moved into their house is they called me in the middle of the night singing the Baby, or not the Baby Series Club theme song, the Save by the Bell theme song, um, and I was like, okay, I'm leaving, bye, not coming back. Yeah, because your roommates were not the best, and not. my roommates were the best. Absolutely. <laughs> so it was perfect. So we had a great time at UD together. University of Dayton, a go Flyers. Um, and then Kate was a senior when I was a freshman, so she. Gra- Did I say that already? I don't think so. Okay, you just said it was your first. It was oh yeah, end of college. Um, <laughs> it was not my first weekend of college. No. I had been there a few years already. <laughs> um, so when Kate graduated, we um, luckily she stayed close by, and we still hung out every weekend. And then I, like a stalker, followed her to Cleveland after I graduated. <laughs> Also because Cleveland is the best place to live ever. Obviously. Obviously. And also because that's where I got transferred for work, so. <laughs> um, no, it's because you love me so much that you had to come to Cleveland. Yes. Clearly. I, I use that. I'm telling you now, my deep, dark secret, KeyBank had nothing to do with it. <laughs> You're like, You're moving, You're me, to moving me to Cleveland now. <laughs> now. Open a new office. I have to live there. So uh, we were in Cleveland together for about 10 years, um, and then five years ago, I ruined things, dun, 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 by moving across the country to Las Vegas. Um, So we have been finding fun ways for us to connect while I lived across the country, and one of those ideas was this podcast. Yes. But there's good news. Yay! Um, (laughs) It's not going to be long distance anymore. um, As of this week, I am officially moving back to Cleveland, um, and I I cannot wait. So we're going to be able to record in person together from now on. Which is good. And this is, what, our third, fourth attempt to record this? Yeah. We tried doing it remotely, and technology is apparently not our strong suit, despite us being... Millennials ish, Xennials, whatever we want to. Elder millennials. <laughs> Someone called it elder millennial, and I was like, "Ooh, don't put oh, the word no, elder." No, in. elder. Nope, no. But so we were we were a little bit nervous because we've been trying to do this podcast for like six, eight months now. Yeah. Um, and we were like, "Well, this is really not working out." And then, luckily, you're moving back, so we don't have to worry about all the crazy technology stuff. And editing is going to be a lot easier than trying to like get files across the country and mush them together and somehow make it work and not sound crazy. <laughs> yeah, once again, my deep, dark secret is I didn't actually have any plans to move back to Cleveland until the podcast, and that's really like, why I'm this, coming back. This is my driving force. This is I, how I make I life really decisions. Have, I really have to do 
a podcast. So I'm moving back to Cleveland at the end. So Um, Kate and I both have big full-time jobs. Kate's an attorney. Um, I do uh, training and development. So we, we love our jobs. Um, but we love pop culture even more. Yes. And we really love the Babysitter's Club. Um, obviously. And can we just talk about how perfect it is that Netflix is rebooting the TV show? And it's like right at the perfect time when we're doing this. It's like fate stepped in and was like, hey, you guys love the Babysitter's Club. Here's a show. The universe <laughs> has really been on our side lately. For sure. Um, so how many texts have you gotten from people like, oh my God, did you hear the news? So many. And like, like Facebook posts like, yeah. <laughs> here, there's a news article. Yes, I've heard. Yes, I've heard. Kate and I are on top of it. We are on board. We've we've got the Google alerts for Anna Martin and Babysitters Club. <laughs> I've been getting emails all week. Um, but we've been talking about, like we said, we've been working on this for quite some time, trying to figure out how to make it work best and um, what we wanted to do with it. So our friends and family are hopefully just as excited as we are and have been like, my mom cannot wait, mm-hmm. first of all, for the podcast. And then she was like, and there's the TV show. You're going to be famous. I was yes, like, you do realize? That's what we're doing this for is to right? get famous. Because like, as you said, we don't already have, you know, real jobs that we love. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you do realize we aren't actually cast on that Netflix show. We're just going to be talking into microphones in our room. What? Um, but so, Kate, you were the one who actually had this idea. Why don't you tell us a little bit about where this started? Uh, yes. So I was randomly um, working from home. Probably, I think it was a pro- probably a Friday. And I, <laughs> there's a dog in my lap right now. That's why I'm talking like a weirdo. Um, so, I, yeah, I was working from home one day. And I'm not really sure what even prompted me to think of this. But I suddenly remembered that my mom gave away quote-unquote loaned (laughs) almost all of my Babysitter's Club books to my cousins when I was a kid. And I was, at the time, I had grown out of them, so I wasn't that concerned about it. Um, But I suddenly was overwhelmed with this emotion of, I can't believe I don't have all my Babysitter's Club books. I need to rebuy them so I can read them all and, you know, have the physical copies again on my bookshelves. Because my husband and I are very much into having physical copies of books. Um, Marie Kondo would understand because they bring us lots of joy. Um, She would not tell me to get rid of my Babysitter's Club books. But so to that end, I decided that day to go on eBay and see what kind of lots of Babysitter's Club books I could find and happened to come across a lot of, I think, 120 books, which includes a couple little sisters, some of the super specials, a few mysteries, but I think it had maybe like 90 actual original straight up Babysitter's Club books. And I was like, I am buying this because then I will have almost all the books. There's a few like one-offs that I'm going to have to get. Um, But I just bought it spur of the moment and was like, I'm going to reread these. And then I was telling you like, guess what I did today? And Suddenly we were like, we should both read them together and talk about them because Babysitter's Club is amazing. And Kate and I have been talking about doing a project together basically since we've known each other. Yeah. So, Kimmy, plug your ears a second. Every time Kate and I get drunk, we end up <laughs> sitting on a porch somewhere, hugging each other, crying about how much we love each other and how we need to do something to, like, memorialize that. Exactly. Um so here we are almost 20 years later, finally, finally getting around to it. Finally had the right idea at the right time, putting it together. And we're going to so make yeah. some magic happen. We're, we're going to talk about some babysitters clubs. So I think that's sort of maybe we can talk about a little bit what we're thinking of doing specifically for this podcast. I mean, obviously, we're going to be talking about babysitters club. But did you want to maybe give us a little overview of what our thinking was, the, you know, the perspective, what we're going to talk about, all of that kind of stuff? <laughs> Absolutely. So we have a first of all, we do have a very special guest today, Mr. Apollo. 
Um, my cousin's dog is recording with us this afternoon, and he's my very favorite. Um, but if you hear a growling in the background, he's agreeing with us about how awesome he loves Babysitter's, Babysitter's Club. Club is. Um, but yes, yeah, so we are um, going to be tackling the Babysitter's Club series starting book one, Christy's Great Idea. Of course. And we're going to read through um, each podcast. We're going to talk about specifically that book. Um, but we're calling this Generation BSC because we want to approach how we, it's not just a reread and talk about the funny fashions, although there will be plenty of that. <laughs> oh, but there will. Um, but we want to talk about how the Babysitter's Club affected us, both as um, who we are and have become today. So um, we want to share our perspective as uh, white, cisgender, straight females, um, which we know is a very narrow point of view and yes. a very similar one. So we intend to have lots of guests to come on and give different perspectives about what Babysitter's Club meant to them and how they grew up. Um, but we yeah, also... Yeah, and also, like, people that didn't read Babysitter's Club absolutely. as kids, reading them now, and, you know, getting that perspective of, you know, reading it as an adult for the first time, and maybe someone who wouldn't have read Babysitter's Club as a kid back in the day, getting that perspective as well. And really good. It's going to be really cool, especially with the Netflix show, to see that new generation mm -hmm. come to it and how it's different and how... Um, if they do connect to it and if they connect to it in the same way we did. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, because I think that was sort of one of the things that we were talking about a lot when we started discussing Babysitter's Club is like our sort of micro-generation is what we're calling Generation BSC, the, you know, the people that are around our same age that, you know, started reading Babysitter's Club maybe when they were eight to 10 years old and then, you know, read them for the next like five years. Um, you know, it's sort of as, you know, sort of referencing back to me calling us Xennials or elder millennials, <laughs> as Lauren said, um, you know, there, we're sort of this micro generation between Generation X and millennials and we don't really fit into either. And so I know there've been a lot of like think pieces on the internet about, you know, are we the Catalano generation? Are we the Oregon Trail generation? The Star Wars generation? Um, not to, you know, try to add another thing to that list, but we kind of feel like the Babysitter's Club generation or Generation BSC sort of fits that same category. And so it's roughly us. the same time frame and mm -hmm. it's really specific to girls of our time period and, exactly. and, and how that, um, one of the things that I am hoping to reevaluate and re-examine is the feminist bent mm -hmm. because my my memory of them was very feminist leaning. Um, so I'm excited to see if that holds up. Right. Um, but the other aspect of this is not going to be all serious academic conversation. <laughs> right. Um, as I mentioned before, we are both big pop culture nerds, and both of us sort of realized that. Babysitter's Club was the jumping off place for us. Mm -hmm. For First our big fandom. Yep. It was, and taught us how to be a fan and how to engage because neither of us are what you would call chill people. <laughs> um, I'm the most laid back, <laughs> cool, awesome person ever. I'm like the epitome of a cool girl. <laughs> I can't even like say that with a straight face, obviously. Um, <laughs> Not chill is the best way to describe both of us. <laughs> yeah. We get a little obsessive about our loves. Yes. Um, and this was really where it started. Both of us... Um, had started our own versions of the Babysitter's Club to varying degrees of success. Yes. Um, I think I had a little bit more success than Kate did. We'll talk about that, you know, I'm sure as you'll hear stories as we go on. Yes. Um, but, um, um, so I really am, to this day, a total completist. When I see a series of books, movies, television, I start from the beginning and I follow it all the way through to the end. And I realize... 
that a big part of that was the Babysitter's Club, following mm-hmm. that series as it developed and as I developed. Um, but what about you? Yeah, I mean, Babysitter's Club definitely was the first thing that it was like, okay, I'm going to get the next book in the series. I'm going to keep reading. I want to know what happens to these characters. I mean, it's sort of episodic, so it, it's kind of like a sitcom. Every episode, every book sort of yeah. resets itself. But I wanted to see how things progressed and what happened next. So it definitely was my first real you know, inkling that I wanted to follow the story from, you know, episode to episode or book to book. Um, I'm not quite the same level of completist as you. If I get done with something, I'm done with it. Like I'm getting Grey's better. Anatomy, for example, <laughs> you still watch it every single week. I and do, I gave I up. Do. I think I gave up before George died. Oh, spoiler no. alert, like 10 year old spoiler alert guys. But, um, I was, I was over it and you just, I keep still, on trucking. Literally yesterday we were having this conversation about what are, what is our, on our current show slate. And I just said, I can't help it. I, I've been in since episode one, and I, I can't let it go. Um, but, yeah, we were both part of the, the fan club as well. Yes. Um, so it just sort of taught us how to engage in pop culture and how to really um, dig into something that we cared about. Yeah. And and I think, I mean, sort of to go back to what the podcast is going to be, obviously it's going to be mostly Babysitter's Club stuff, and clearly we'll have little tangents because that's what podcasts do. But one thing we are thinking about doing is what we're going to call very special episodes where we'll talk about some of those other fandoms that we've really you know, either together or separately, um, have really engaged with over the years, whether it's, you know, Star Wars or Buffy or my personal favorite, my so-called life. <laughs> um, yeah. So we're, we have, like Kate said, we have a ton of overlap obviously with our, with our interests, but we also have our own personal, um, favorites and, exactly. and our own personal things. So we're excited to explore those and how, and if at all they link up to the Babysitter's mm-hmm. Club and, and what those common threads are. Exactly. Um, so we want to do that with some guests as well and, and really have fun with that. Um, we're hoping um, to eventually branch out and maybe even tackle some of the Little Sister books, um, either through a special correspondent or maybe some mini-sodes where we look at the Little Sister series. But through... Um, the actual main podcast, we're going to read through every single book in chronological order, uh, including the super specials, the mysteries, the those core books, exactly. all the way through to the end. Um, we are going to go bi-weekly, so we have time to make sure we get good content to you guys every two weeks and then go from there. Exactly. Um, and we're, we're thinking each episode... Like forty five minutes or so. That's the plan. And then <laughs> fingers crossed. <laughs> if you haven't been able to tell, we're both talkers, so that what? could be a little bit longer. We'll do our best. Um, but we are super excited about this. So um, I want to know, Kate, when did you start reading Babysitters Club? Um, I don't remember exactly. I was like, I was a big nerd. Shocking. Yeah, it's no chill. Big nerd. Um, I we used to go to the library all the time, and at some point, I picked up. I don't even know if I read Christie's Great Idea first, to be perfectly honest. I probably just grabbed one of the books and was like, this looks fun, um, and decided to read it and got totally hooked and just powered through all of them. I'm sure I started reading them before the whole series was done. I know I didn't read all the books through the series. Um, like, Abby, for example, is a complete non-entity to me. I mean, I know she becomes a pretty significant character, part member of the Babysitter's Club, but I don't know who that is. <laughs> so about what age were you, do you think? Um, I don't know, probably eight, seven. And what time, what age do you think you gave it up? Probably like 12 or 13, probably about the age that the characters are. Yeah, and and that's something I'm finding pretty common as I've been talking to people about um, the series, because I, I was the same, um, actually, 
Claudia and the Phantom Phone Calls was my very first chapter book when I was in kindergarten. I was so proud. It took me like all year to read, but <laughs> I got it. Um, and I read uh, until about 12, 13, mm-hmm. that age. So um, that has been a pretty common theme with people that I've talked to that it, once you got to the age of the girls, right. we tended to move on yeah. uh, pretty quickly. I will say there are, uh, like I said, my mom loaned most of my Babysitter's <laughs> Club books out, but there were a few that still were like at my parents' house. So even when I was in college, I was still reading some Babysitter's mm-hmm. Club books. Um, like, for example, I'm trying to remember what they were off the top of my head. So it was mostly super special. So the the California Adventure, California oh, yeah. Dreamin', Island Adventure, um, Snowbound, and then... My all-time favorite of all of the Babysitter's Club books is Christie's Mystery Admirer. <laughs> I can't wait for us to get to book number 38 because that is my jam. My gosh, I don't I don't remember that at all. I don't know who the Mystery Admirer is, so it's going to be a mystery to me. Okay, well, let don't, me just... Don't spoil it. Uh, well, I'm going to spoil that Cokie Mason is a sociopath. <gasps> yes. You don't need oh. to know anything about the story of Christie's Mystery Admirer. I just need to throw that out there yes. because that is my biggest memory of the Babysitter's Club. Obviously... All the characters, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I remember thinking, what is wrong with this girl? <laughs> Even as a child, I was like, what is happening? Why is she like this? I do remember I have a really strong reaction to, to Koki. Um, some of my overall remembrances, like, I'm trying, that brought me back. Because you know how you hear something that you, uh, a name or a topic that you haven't thought about in yeah. forever? And it, like clicks and unlocks something in your brain that's I feel like that's going to be a lot of what babysitters club is for me where I'm like I haven't thought about this in 30 years but holy crap um I um I just remember uh over identifying with Christie's um less attractive qualities at times (laughs) like I would read things and be like oh yikes I do that too um so actually that brings me I wanted to play a fun game with you okay okay so I um Having we have not started rereading the books yet, we um, wanted to come into this kind of fresh yes. and um, have our overall remembrances um, be what they actually were, not our current perceptions. Right. Exactly. So I want to play a game where um, I'm going to say character names. Okay. And I want us to each give us the one word or phrase that comes to mind when you think of that character. Okay. So since I started with Christy and she's the one who starts it off for us. What do you think of when you think of Christy? I am going to have to say I hate, hate, hate this word, but bossy. Same. I was going to say the same thing, and it it pains me to use that word because yes. bossy is such a gendered term. For Boys sure. do not get called bossy, um, but oh boy, in my life have I been called bossy a lot. Um, I think that's one of the reasons I have such a visceral hatred of it because <laughs> I spent, I can pull out every grade school report card and Lauren is bossy. <laughs> Um, hey. apparently not as bossy as Apollo. Um, so yes, I have a vis, almost visceral reaction to the word bossy because pretty much every report card I had growing up said some variation of Lauren is bossy. Bossy, bossy, bossy. Um, Ugh. so I choose to believe I have leadership skills. Um, I mean, that's really what being bossy is. Yeah, absolutely. And, but the fact that bossy is a like you said, a gender term that is really only applied to girls is a little bit ridiculous. And I know that that's sort of something that... We're going to get into today. Are and but also like 
people are recognizing that bossy is a thing that is used for girls and it's a little bit ridiculous and then people are trying to use it less. So, yeah. but yeah, that's definitely, that's the kind of thing that we're going to talk about reading that as we reread and talk about these books. Cause you know, the perspective from 1988 is very different from 2019. Absolutely. Um, so I'm going to be interested to see what and how they update that too mm-hmm. for the, for the new series. For sure. Okay. So moving on, I clearly told you that I most identify as a Christie, um, even though I wish I were a Claudia. <laughs> um, so what do you think of when you think of Claudia? Claudia, probably artistic, creative, one of those kinds of adjectives for sure. I just think of cool. Like, to me, when I was growing up, Claudia was the epitome of cool. I remember trying to duplicate her outfits. I need to dig it out. I have a hilarious picture of me <laughs> in, like, black stirrup leggings uh, yes. with one of my dad's shirts and ties on yep. and, like, a oh, hat with a bunch of braids. Oh, God, it's, like, I'm blushing just I thinking about imagine. it. I can only imagine. But, yeah, I just thought she was so cool. All right, so those were my... Um, that's who I identify with. Who do you most identify with as a character? I most identify with Marianne. Okay. And my word for Marianne would be shy. Um, obviously, there's much more to Marianne than that, but that was always the word that I took away the most, and that, I think, is why I most identify with Marianne, because I was very shy when I was a kid. And um, I, I, I think of shy, too, when it comes to Marianne, but the word that more comes to mind is loyal. Mm. And I think that's from a Christie perspective. Right. Like, I identify the things with Christie that I don't, I wish were different about myself as a kid, whereas Marianne, she was just so steadfast. Yeah. Which I don't think is a word I ever would have used as a kid. Right. But looking back, that's how I see it. She always had Christie's back. She was always there for her. Right. Um, which, always, which, Wow, go figure. If I'm a Christie and you're a Marianne, can't imagine why we're besties. <laughs> shocking, shocking. Um, so was Claudia, you're like who you wish you were, or so I would say now I'm probably more like Claudia, you know, with all my crafting and jewelry and all that kind of stuff. But when I was a kid, I wanted to be Stacy so badly. I thought she was so sophisticated. I that tried was the to word. Emulate- <laughs> that was my word too. But like I tried to like emulate her like her writing from the you know from like the diary <laughs> the entries diaries. in the books like oh I started gosh. dotting my eyes with hearts because oh. I wanted to be like Stacy um yeah I I really I really wanted to be as cool as Stacy and as sophisticated you know she's from New York but I was Marianne which is fine <laughs> yeah so really that's too funny we are basically both halves of the same um, exactly both sets of best best friends friends. (laughs) um which leads us to our last set of best friends um let's start with jesse oh wait you skipped on oh i did skip dawn (laughs) holy crap how could i forget about dawn okay what do you think when you think about dawn uh, crunchy granola. Yeah, I was gonna say California. <laughs> yeah, like that's for me in my head. Don's defining characteristic is California. Yeah, vegetarian. Um, so I think somewhere in my years of obsessiveness, Don has sort of merged with Buffy somewhere in my brain, <laughs> where they are to me very similar. Yeah, but uh, looking back, they really aren't other than both Just blonde California. and California. Yeah, yeah. like <laughs> totally the same person. Buffy was all about junk food, and Don was all about tofu. So yeah. Um, I don't know what, what, you know, how our young brains make connections, but it is what it is. Um, that's right, because Don doesn't join us for a little bit yet. Right. Um, yeah, we start with the core four. With the core four. The core and th- four. And then, um, okay. Does so Don come in before Jesse and Mallory? Do you, do you remember? I don't even. Yes. Remember. Yeah, she comes in because like doesn't. 
I don't know. Marianne like gets into a fight and like becomes friends with her, and then it's like she should be in the Babysitters Club or something. Oh yeah, that's how they. I mean, like, it's it's like relatively early, but it's definitely before Christy or before Jesse and Mallory join as junior, junior members. members. Yes. So do you between uh, between Jesse and Mallory? Do you have someone you identify with on either of them? Because I really don't. I don't. I also just. Mallory is like, ugh, Ugh, the worst. You're the worst. Like, why why are you here? (laughs) Like, (laughs) poor Mallory. I, I, she just, um, the, it's not even a word that comes to mind when I think of Mallory. I just think, wah, wah, wah. Exactly. It's just like, oh, hi. She's sort of the sad sack character. Yeah. Um, is, is how I remember her. Like, all of her plot lines were about her being put upon in some way. And I'll, because I read California Dream in so many times, she, like, dyes her hair blonde. That's right. But it's, like, your hair is red. You can't just, like, dye it temporarily and, like, it'll wash out. Like, that, it doesn't work that way. Was that the one where she spent all the money on makeup, yes. too? Oh. And she had to, like, borrow money from Jesse, and Jesse was all, like, mad, which is understandable. It's, like, you guys win the lottery, and then Mallory spends <laughs> literally all her money on makeup that she can't wear when she gets home because she's 11 11 years old that's right oh my god i can't wait to talk about that one too i have so many thoughts oh it's so funny how things are coming back to me as we're having these conversations yeah um this is gonna be fun yeah um so that leaves us with jesse um who i always just think dancer and african-american black um she's the sort of token representation. Right. Um, and I know that that's, as I mentioned earlier, we are coming from, you know, a very similar perspective of the main characters yes. of this book. And so I think we do, we are not think, I know that we are going to bring people on to sort of talk about um, Jesse and her importance to being introduced in the series and whether or not it's tokenism. And right. I Because I genuinely don't remember how much the series engages with the fact that she's black or if I, they, I don't remember either. Yeah. I mean, my guess is it's probably not a ton, but I would think, I mean, why would you have a character who is quote unquote different without addressing it in some way? Yeah. Like there's, there's gotta be something. And I'm I do sure. feel like there weren't as many like very special episodes as there way there were That's with like true. full house. But I mean, it was very, from what I remember, it was very sensitive about divorce right. and um, Stacy's diabetes yeah. and and like Claudia's grandma passing away. And there was a, a deaf kid that mm-hmm. they babysat for. So I, I feel like that engages with some things. I'm curious to see how, how much, deep, right? Yeah. How, how what to what degree and how broad the engagement is and I think we do it's going to be interesting because we do get to keep in mind it was you know the 80s late 80s early 90s and they are books targeted at young girls so I I think that's going to be generate some really interesting conversation for sure um what are you most uh looking forward to in rereading the books uh I mean I'm pretty sure I already said Christie's mystery admirer oh I mean like (laughs) overall things like Oh no, that's that's, that's the only it? thing I'm looking forward to. <laughs> uh, no, I I mean I'm I'm excited to actually reread all the books because I'm not entirely sure I read every book. I mean I know I didn't get to the end, but even yeah. you know from the beginning, I'm sure there are books that I missed. So I'm I'm just really excited to like reread them and then like talk about them because I'm not chill. No, <laughs> and, like I like to are. talk about like nerdy stuff like that. So I think that's sort of the biggest thing is just like. You know, and obviously getting to hang out with you and talk about Babysitter's Club. <laughs> right. Like, the best part of this is even if we were not recording this, even if we were not putting this out there, we would literally be having these exact same conversations. Exactly. exactly. Um, and 
as far as format and things go, if you haven't noticed, this is pretty loosey-goosey, just back and forth, having a conversation. Um, We're pretty sure that that's how the format we want to stick to. We're Mm -hmm. not... No, like, designated segments. Like, we'll talk about probably, like you were saying, fashion, and also the the snacks hidden in Claudia's room. We're going to have to touch on those, because there's a lot. And also... You haven't mentioned, but I know you are very much a stickler for continuity and, you know, scheduling and how many dances there have been. (laughs) What is this timeline? There are, like, 400 books that supposedly take the place over, what, two years? If that. And so I'm I'm so excited to, like, I want to make... Like a graph of, yeah. okay, how many times has it been Christy's birthday? How many times? There's going to be, like, a wall in your apartment that's just, like, <laughs> it's, red It's going to be me, the, the Charlie Day <laughs> yeah. meme of um, It's Always Sunny. It's exactly. going to be me, like, no, no, exactly. Spring Fling was, was three books like, ago. Why have there been five Halloween dances? It's only been one year. <laughs> um, so we're going to have, like, reoccurring segments, but our, the actual flow of the podcast yeah. is going to be... Just talk about things as they come up in our conversation. Pretty similar. But one thing we do want to keep consistent is yes. how we wrap up. Up every week. And what we want to do is wrap up by giving our predictions slash recollections of the next book. Right. So for each time um, we wrap up, we're going to see what the title of the next book is, um, say what we remember about it, and um, if we don't remember anything, make a predict, like off the wall prediction based on yes. what the title is, what we know of the series, and what the cover looks like. So we're going to literally judge the books by their covers. Um, I see nothing wrong with that in this in this very narrow situation. <laughs> Let's go for Let's it. Let's go for it. All right. So with that in mind, Kate, what are your remembrances slash predictions for Christie's Great Idea, Babysitter's Club number one? Episode one will be about Christie's Great Idea, which is obviously like OG Babysitter's Club. It's where she gets the great idea for the Babysitter's Club. I remember um, Christie's mom having like issues trying to get a babysitter for her younger brother, David Michael, and like calling around and Christie having this like epiphany, lightning strikes. And then, you know, the four girls, you know, the original four, the core four, as core, we call yeah. them, um, come together, start it, figure out what the details are, you know have the first meetings, have the first fight, have the first pizza party, um, you know, just we'll figure out who everyone is. I mean, every book we're going to figure out who everyone is. Yeah, I do remember that. Chapter two, <laughs> here's who all my friends are. This is what the Babysitter's Club is. Here's how it works. Great. Um, but this is, I mean, obviously is the first time we really meet the characters. They come together. Babysitter's Club gets formed. It's, you know, the origin story. Um, you remember so much more than I did. Um, <laughs> I did, because I could not for life me. I was trying to think. I remember it. It was Christie's, obviously Christie's great idea. It's right. literally in the title. Um, and I remember it was like her brainchild, but I couldn't remember what brought it on. So David Michael, I had totally forgotten about. Yeah, also his name's David Michael. Yeah, fair. Um, Wait, she had the two older brothers too. What were the older brothers' names? Sam and Charlie. Okay, so Kate's way better than remembering than me. Yeah, Claudia's um, sister's name is Janine. No, Janine I remember. <laughs> mean Janine. Mean Janine. Yes. And um, because I also used to read Janine as Jeannie. Um, <laughs> And so Mean Janine didn't make any sense, and the first time somebody ah. said it out loud, I was like, oh. Now I understand. Um, and I remember Mimi, because I, yeah. I loved oh, Mimi. Mimi. Claudia's Mimi. Um, but so, I, like I said, I, I, all I really remembered is that it was Christy's brainchild. Christy's great idea. Yeah. And they bring <laughs> the four together, um, and we get to know each of them. I didn't even, re- I don't even remember if there, I'm sure there's a first client or if we meet any of the um, families that uh, eventually reoccur mm-hmm. throughout the series or if they're just if it's just dealing with their immediate families at first but 
um, that'll be that'll be interesting to see. But I do yeah. remember that um, Marianne and Christy were super close already, and they were friendly with Claudia, mm-hmm. but they had started to sort of grow apart. Um, and part, I, if I remember correctly, part of the Babysitter's Club idea was sort of bringing them back together. Yeah. Um, and I do remember that Stacy was brand new to town and was sort of our um, introduction into the group. She mm-hmm. was sort of our... Like, hey, you don't know Audience any of us, so yeah, yeah. So let's tell you about ourselves. Exactly. And I remember she moved from New York under mysterious circumstances. Yes. Um, but those are. I'm excited to remember more, and I'm. Things are going to come back to me, guys. Oh, for sure. Um. So I'm. I'm super excited to get started. What yeah. about you? I. I just can't wait. Me and too. Now it's going to be so much easier to record without all this technology stuff. Which, like, as a exennial, millennial, whatever you want to call us, as a member of Generation BSC, you'd think I would be better at the technology aspects. But I obviously figured it out today, so I can at least do it one more face to face. Yes. So <laughs> we're good to go. Awesome. So with that in mind, we will see you guys in two weeks. Yep. So I am Kate Vlasic. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at possibly even me. And I'm Lauren Hunter. You can find me on Instagram at Luella DeVille, L-U-E-L-L-A-D-E-E-V-I-L-L-E. And you can follow the podcast at Generation BSC on Twitter and Instagram. And you can email us at generationbsc at gmail.com. So with that, this episode of Generation BSC is now adjourned. Yay! Thanks, guys.